So your man out here looking like the Steph Curry of old. I'm talking about Steph Curry, back-to-back -back MVP Steph Curry, the babyface assassin. I'm talking about going to the finals every single year and dominating, right? This is the guy that we've known and seen just provide excellence over the years in fantasy and in real life. And the Warriors are in a transition period. Clay Thompson is stinking up the joint. Hot dog water, dumpster juice. It is not a good look for him. And Jonathan Kaminga, on the other hand, is ascending. So it's a really critical time for the Warriors. And I know what fantasy managers are thinking. What do I do with Steph? Do I hold him? Do I sell? Hi, in this episode, we're going to go over that and we're going to prepare you for week 17 of the fantasy basketball season. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. So... When we think about Steph, we think about his recent run in fantasy, right? He had a game last week against the Pacers where he went off. He went six for six in the first nine minutes of the game from three. Six for six from three in the first nine minutes, y'all. Talking about cooking, your man is cooking with hot bacon grease. Like, it is not a game. He ended that game with 42 points and ended up with 11 three-pointers. He's going all the way off. Over the last two weeks, he's been ranked number 18 in points leagues. And over the last two weeks, he's been eighth in nine category leagues. Just to give you some context, he is currently in points leagues on the season ranked 29th. And for category leagues, he's 11th. So he's having a great category league season. And on the season, um, actually over the last two weeks, he's averaged 54% from the field and 91% from free throw line. He's shooting 6.7 three-pointers per game, averaging 32.4 points per game and 5.6 rebounds. And I'll add 4.1 assists over the last two weeks. On a season, he's shooting 46 from the field, 92 from the free throw line, shooting five threes a game. Let that sink in. He's averaging 28 points, 4.4 rebounds, and 4.8 assists on the season. So to answer your question, should I sell high on Steph Curry? In dynasty formats, if you're playing in a keeper dynasty setting, this might be your last season to sell high, to sell this high, I should say, on Steph Curry. So if you're in a dynasty situation, like this is the year, man, and this might be the run. In terms of category leagues, and points leagues, I would also recommend, if you can, sell high. And when I say sell high, I'm not saying sell high and just try to get a bunch of pieces. No, I'm saying try to get an, a, a top tier first round player. If you need to add another piece into the Steph Curry deal to do that, then so be it. But I wouldn't be making deals for like second and third rounders. I would try to be, you know, I would try to execute a trade to get like a joker, throw in another piece and send Curry over with another piece for the Joker. 
This episode is presented to you by Bet Online. It's playoff time, and the usual suspects are headed to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade. Bet Online is your number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. So this week is going to be wonky, guys. Week 17 is always a little crazy because of All-Star Weekend. So I know some of you guys who are new to fantasy are probably looking at your devices like, what the heck is happening, right? You're worried, like, why do I have so many games? Why is it two weeks? I'll explain the basics for most leagues, right? If you have a unique situation, you can connect with me. Uh, shoot me an email at info at believeinfantasy.com, and I can help you out. But basically, for most league types, for week 17, there are two weeks in one because of the All-Star Weekend. So this, these games are going to run For week 17 and essentially what would be week 18, for most fantasy basketball sites, they combine those weeks into one and they would equal week 17. So if that makes sense to you, just let me know in the comments. If it does not, right, shoot me an email at info at believe in fantasy and I will gladly help you out. Streaming won't be as important. Uh, because not many teams have quality games. There is one team over the course of week 17, which again would include week 17 and week 18, that have a reasonable amount of quality games. And that is uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So if you have players from the Timberwolves already, that's a great look for you. If you are looking for players to grab off of the waivers to kind of fill in some gaps, those are some of the guys you might want to take a look at. Here are the top five waiver wire targets you need to focus on for fantasy basketball. The first guy is someone that I'm super high on. He's been like breaking records. He recently broke a Kobe Bryant like age record, like the youngest player to come off the bench and score a certain amount of points. I don't have the the information handy, but I would say that he is someone that is absolutely buzzing right now, right? He is buzzing like it is Friday night and you just got off work and you got your paycheck. Your man is really on fire. I'm talking about from the Memphis Grizzlies, none other than my man, Gigi Jackson. Gigi Jackson has been absolutely cooking, getting the opportunity with all of the injured players in Memphis. It literally looks like a daggone emergency room triage. A fantasy basketball emergency room triage like Marcus Smart is out, John Moran is out, Desmond Bain is out. And honestly, for my Desmond Bain managers, it might be time to like wrap it up. You know, you might need to see what you can salvage because, excuse me, I don't know what it's going to look like when he comes back. I don't know if they're going to prioritize getting him minutes or even if they want to risk him getting injured. So that's something to be mindful of. But to, to to bring it back to Gigi, he is definitely one of the recipients of the minutes, usage, and opportunity with all of these banged up players. Over the last seven days, Gigi Jackson is averaging 28.8 minutes per game. <clears throat> Just to give you some context on the season, he's averaging 18.7. Come on, man. That is a huge jump, like 10 minutes extra, right? 
Um, over the last seven days, 19.3 points. Why? Huh? 5.5 rebounds. Not bad. 1.3 assists. And eh? check this out. 1.5 steals per game over the last seven days. So this is a week with week 17 being so wonky, combining two weeks and also having these days off for some NBA teams. This is an opportunity for you to use your waiver moves as just kind of like some test runs to see what could work. This young man, especially in dynasty uh, formats, is someone you would hold and want to see what happens with him. For redraft leagues, for category and points, even Roto, this is somebody you want to just kind of keep on your roster and see how he develops over the next couple of weeks. Because as we get down into the fantasy basketball playoffs, um, there are typically players like this who can be the you know, the the X factors, if you will, in, in terms of your pursuit for a championship. The next player we want to talk about is somebody that should be on rosters and um, someone that I see is available in a lot of spots. If you have the room for him on your roster, I would definitely try to grab him because there's a ton of opportunity for him right now from the Charlotte Hornets, Nick Richards. Nick Richards is only rostered in 9.8% of ESPN leagues. I'm sure that's a lot higher on Yahoo, but he is available and widely available in a lot of spots, especially if you're in a um especially if you're in a uh, a shallow league, he'll he'll likely be available. I would give him a shot. Over the last 7 days he's averaging 29.6 minutes per game, 10 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, just knocking on the door of maybe Averaging a double-double. So somebody you want to keep an eye on is Nick Richards. The next player we want to take a look at is someone who is in a new setting. And I think this could give him, um, you know, almost like new life. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they giving him mouth-to-mouth. Hey, yo. They giving him mouth-to-mouth with the fantasy. <laughs> Sorry. With that being said, uh, the guy that I'm talking about, I've seen him for a while in fantasy, just never been really relevant, but I have a feeling that something is about to go down from the Charlotte Hornets, newly added to the Charlotte Hornets, Trey Mann. Trey Mann's numbers are not crazy, right? Over the last seven days, he's averaged 27 minutes a game, which is great. Nine points, four rebounds, nine assists, two steals, which is really good. But that's not why I'm really fascinated with what he's going to do in fantasy. The fact of the matter is, the Hornets are not playing for anything. They look like they're going full-on rebuild mode. Like, they got Hayward out of there. They got P.J. Washington out of there. LaMelo's banged up, and there's no telling when he's going to come back or if they have any type of incentive or, you know, plans to bring him back, right? They started Trey Mann in his first game with the Hornets on the 10th, on February 10th versus Memphis. Huh? Come on, man. They are literally telling you the top is off, boobies is out, hair blowing in the wind, convertible status, jet plane. Like they are like, yo, let's see what we got. He's on our team. We're not going to play LaMelo. Let's see what happens. Grabbing a starting point guard in fantasy basketball, any team is going to be a good look for you in most cases. You might get hit on turnovers, but if you're in a category league, Nine times out of 10, you're already punting turnovers anyway. So that's not a big deal, right? This man 
started off with two steals, nine assists. Those are two categories that are valuable and in a points league that is super, super, you know, helpful for you as well. So I would definitely, definitely take a look at Trey Mann. The next brother I'm taking a look at is someone that I talked about in our last episode, and I will continue to be on the hilltops about, about this guy. I, I think with the trades that were made at the trade deadline, they are going to set him up for success. And it's and again, it's not a sexy name. It's not somebody that I've ever mentioned on this channel except for the last two or three weeks. And now he is a mainstay for the 2023-2024 season for fantasy. None other than your friend and now mine, Marvin Bagley III. Marvin Bagley III has kind of been stinking up the joint over the last seven days, so I won't even share his stats. He's just someone you want to be a little patient with. After the the All-Star weekend is complete and everyone gets back to games, at the end of this week 17 double week, double, double trouble deal that we're dealing with, it's a lot of dealing, right? Then you can assess whether or not you're going to hold him. Don't make any rash decisions like, oh, my God, like his, what is Robin talking about? This guy could literally be a walking double-double for you in fantasy basketball. He's proven it. He's shown it time and time again. When he gets the minutes, he gets you 10 points, and he gets you at least 10 rebounds. Defensive stance, eh, not so much. But, again, this is something you want to be patient with. So I highly recommend grabbing Marvin Bagley III if you have some space on your roster. And the next guy is someone that I was thinking about in our preseason draft times. I might I might have mentioned him here and there, but not someone that had a clear path or runway to any kind of opportunity. And now that has presented itself. He's more of a deep league kind of guy. If you're in a deeper league, maybe a 14, 16, but it, even if you're in a 10 or a 12 team league, maybe somebody, if you have the ability to try it out, it's something that I would, that I'm really curious to see what happens. So it's somebody that I'm going to grab, especially in dynasty formats to see what happens. This is my man from the Utah Jazz, Taylor Hendricks. Now, you know, if you've ever listened to my voice before or watched any of our content, you know I was super high on Walker Kessler and kind of had to put my foot in my mouth over that joint, right? I bombed on that. I raised my hand. Walker Kessler has been not doing well, right, to say the least. Taylor Hendricks is going to get some run with Kelly Olenek leaving town. Um, I think this is a good opportunity to grab him now and just to see what happens. So he's only really played recently, right? He's kind of been on the bench for the most part. You know what I'm saying? He's played in just a handful of games this, this season, but somebody I would definitely take a look at. So I always have some like leftover players to share with you because again, I do tons and tons of research before every single one of our shows. So I'm, I'm on the web reading articles on CBS, RotoWire, NBC Sports. Big shout out to my NBC Sports fam. Um, you know, on Dagon. Basketball monster, like everywhere I'm researching, watching videos, watching YouTube, seeing what the other analysts are saying. So I have a bunch of guys. I typically do a lightning round. I say yes, Noah, maybe. This doesn't mean that 
when I say no, that I'm you don't need to take a look at the player. It's just saying that I'm kind of out on the player, but some other research or analyst that I got info from is, is curious about that person. Or some and some of these players are people that need to be on rosters. Like Paul Reed, for example, the first person, he needs to be on somebody's roster. And I know he hasn't been performing yet the way we expect, but like be patient with him. So Paul Reed, yes. Buddy Heald, yes. Grayson Allen, yes. Gary Trent Jr., uh, maybe. Rashawn Holmes, mm, heck to the nah, out. Grant Williams, heck to the nah, out. Santi Aldama, mm, maybe. Caleb Martin, maybe. Benedict Matherin, maybe. Chris Dunn, maybe. Keontae George, yes. Precious Achua needs to be on a roster, on a roster, and I don't even believe I'm saying that. Yes. Uh, Asar Thompson, yes. Marcus Sasser, maybe. Uh, Simone Fontecchio, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Introducing Did It, your ultimate fantasy basketball cheat code. Imagine having a personal sports expert in your pocket, ready to dive into your league, analyze your waiver wire, and provide winning strategies all through a one-on-one call. Did It is more than just advice. It's a game-changing experience, offering you the unique ability to share your screen with me and literally go under the hood of your fantasy team. And here's the best part. Your first call is absolutely free, up to $25. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to elevate your game. Download the Did It app today and dominate your league. Here are the top three buy lows you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. First up is somebody that, man, like, I didn't even expect to see him on this list. Or I'm sorry, expect to see him on. Expect to put him on this list, right, because I created the list. But honestly, he's kind of been slumming a little bit. And he had a key piece of his team go down with an injury, and he's been asked to do more, and it seems like he's kind of shrinking in the moment right now. And I don't know if that will last. I think that he will get it together, and he's somebody that I have faith in. My first buy low is Tyrese Maxey. Over the last two weeks, Tyrese Maxey has been ranked number 40, number 40 in points leagues over the last two weeks, right? kind of low for him. He was in the top 10 at some points this season. On the season, he's ranked 23, right? So he's way higher than what he's been doing over the last two weeks. In nine category leagues, he is um, ranked 74th. Ugh. Ugh. Like, that is not a good look. That's that's bad news, right? 74th. And on the season for category leagues, he's ranked 30th. So again, if you have a league mate who has Maxi start a conversation with him and see like, hey, you know, look what look at this information I got from Believe in Fantasy. Look at his numbers. Are you cool with that? Because I'll I'll make you an offer and see if you can bring him back to the squad. Next up is another superstar level player. They are really having a rough run, man. I'm talking about from the Milwaukee Bucks. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, over the last two weeks, is ranked number 50 in points leagues. And on the season in points leagues, 
he's ranked 26th. In nine category leagues, for the last two weeks, he's been ranked 31, which is not as bad as points leagues, but on the season, he's he's ranked 15th. So listen, Damian Lillard is going to get it together. And I always say you want them to play their best ball when you are playing in your fantasy playoffs. And you can't predict if that's going to happen. But rest assured that his season rankings hold weight. The fact that he's ranked 26th in points leagues and ranked 15th in nine cat is saying something. So if you could get a deal or a discount on him right now, then I would just bust a move. I would just bust that move. Next up, the next by low is also a star and he's coming off a pretty good game. So this might be something you need to pay attention to. I'm talking about one of the most electric players, young players in the league, someone I'm super hyped on in real life and in fantasy, Tyrese Halliburton. Over the last two weeks, Tyrese Halliburton has been ranked 89th in points leagues, 8-9. On the season, he's ranked 11th. That is a huge gap, right? So he has really, really been, he's been dumpster diving over the last couple of weeks, right? I know Tyrese is great. I know he's going to be all right. He just came off a pretty good game. I think he had like 44 fantasy points. So he's okay. He did a move where he threw the ball off the backboard, caught the ball. And you know, guys catch the ball, do like self-lobs, and dished it to a teammate in the corner and hit a three. I've never seen that. I've seen people been, you know, get selfish. They're in a jam. They throw it off the backboard, catch it, lay it up, or dunk it. Your man did an assist. I don't think I've seen that before. So with that said... Halliburton is somebody, while the Halliburton manager is a little bit concerned to see if you can pounce and make a move to bring him back to the squad. And for non-category leagues, um, for non-cat, Halliburton has been ranked 70th over the last two weeks. And on the season, he's ranked ninth. He's in the top 10 for the season. Come on, man. Where they do that at? Man, you got to see if you can buy low on Tyrese Halliburton. Here are the top three sell highs you need to pay attention to for fantasy basketball. So the first sell high I want to talk about is like, I got a couple young bucks and then I got a a old school vet, right? So the first one is one of my young bucks, somebody who has been absolutely cooking high octane mama's kerosene heater, your grandma's kerosene heater, like no joke, fire. I'm talking about from the Charlotte Hornets, Brandon Miller. Over the last seven days, Brandon Miller is averaging 24.4 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 1.8 assists, 1.6 steals per game. Over the last two weeks, he's ranked 38th in points leagues. And on the season, check this out. On the season in points leagues, he's outside the top 100. 100 and 17 to be exact. And in nine cat, over the last two weeks, he's ranked 21. And on the season, he's ranked 125. So Brandon Miller, there's been a lot of changes in the ecosystem in Charlotte, right? LaMelo ball is out and there's no telling if they have, if there's any hope for him to play again this season, at least play any significant 
minutes. So while Brandon Miller is cooking, see if you can upgrade, you know, if you need to include him in a package to upgrade or if you can do a one-for-one -one deal that will bring back a more, you know, relevant fantasy asset. The next player we want to take a look at is someone who has been absolutely on fire. Like NBA jams, he's on fire. Dunks from the three-point line, NBA jams. This guy is cooking with hot grease and leading the charge for the renaissance for New York basketball right now. I'm talking about my man, Dante DiVincenzo. Over the last two weeks, he's ranked 24th in points leagues. On the season for points leagues, he's ranked 140. For nine cat, over the last two weeks, ranked 18th. And on the season for nine cat, he's ranked 111. Huh? Where they do that at, right? So he is literally outside the top 100 for both points leagues and nine cat. And right now, he's in the top 25 for both right now. 24th for points leagues, 18th for nine cat. I mean, this if this is not a sell high, I don't know what is a sell high. Now, I don't know what you'll be able to get for him, but what I would try to do is, again, include him in some kind of a package that will bring home, make him that sweetener in the deal that will actually be like an unbeatable offer. Like, if you threw in somebody who was performing trash right now, it wouldn't be as impactful as somebody like Brandon Miller or Dante DiVincenzo. So the last sell high for me is a bit emotional. Like I, like I get a little, mo little emotional about this one because it's a player that I've been following for years and has exhibited excellence like we've never seen in NBA basketball. We've seen the closest thing that I've seen to this guy in sports is Tom Brady. And even with Tom Brady, there was a clear decline in his skills in the last season. And this guy that I'm talking about, we've never seen anything about it. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. None other than the king, LeBron James. Yes, I'm saying LeBron James is a sell high, especially in dynasty formats. You will not be able to get like people are waiting for him to fall off of this cliff and it's not going to be a cliff. It's going to be a slow decline the way this guy takes care of his body. He might be able to play until he's 45, 50. Like it's it's wild, right? So Laker Nation is hype right now. There was just the um, unveiling of Kobe Bryant's statue. You know, there's a Laker fan in your in your league right now, I'm sure, that would love to have the King on their team. See if you can do a deal. I would give somebody the King and DiVincenzo to get the Joker. What? In a heartbeat. So if you can move him for a top tier first rounder, definitely move on. And in Dynasty, you want to maybe look at some Dynasty rankings and projections to see what kind of players you can target and, you know, maybe look towards the future and take advantage of this moment of him absolutely tearing the league apart. Over the last two weeks, he's been ranked 11th. And on the season, he's ranked 10th. Like, it's crazy. And that's for points leagues. For 9-cat, he's uh, ranked 41st over the last two weeks and 23rd on the season. So, listen. 
sell high on LeBron James. I would strongly recommend it. I need you to listen up. This is super important. We need you to be a two-way player. On offense, we need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And on defense, we need you to listen to our audio podcast and leave us multiple, multiple reviews if you have time. If you don't listen to podcasts, this is an excellent time to start right? It's not going to hurt. Listen to the podcast. You would greatly support the channel by doing this. We put tons of research into this, tons of time to provide you free value. We're just asking for you to be a two-way player in this game. Subscribe on YouTube and listen to the audio podcast. Now let's open up the Believe in Fantasy Basketball mailbag. It's one of my favorite parts of the show where um, community members from our Discord community share their questions. I answer them here on the show. So let's get into the first one. The first one is from Luck. He says, is Andrew Wiggins a hold in the 12-team? No. No. He is not a hold. I'm okay with dropping Andrew Wiggins. I'm out on him. Uh, If you want to hold him, you can, especially for this week 17, the two weeks that I'm talking about, 17 and 18, equal to week 17, because the Warriors have the most games out of any teams, I believe, right? They have a bunch of games, but they only have one quality game, right? So they have a lot of games, but again, they don't have a bunch of quality games. So, But I would drop him if there was something else more interesting on the waiver wire. That was from Luck. Luke. Uh, this one is from Karma1911. What do I do with LaMelo Ball? I might have to do a whole little TikTok video about this. Just like with Joel Embiid, this would be my recommendation. I would recommend holding LaMelo Ball, especially if you have a vacant IR spot. However, the way I'm feeling about the Hornets, because, excuse me, they're not rushing him back to compete for any kind of playoffs or any kind of, you know, viable prize. I would consider salvaging him and seeing if someone in the league would make some kind of a deal. I would unfortunately sell low, which is something that I don't promote and I don't advocate for. But in this is a case sensitive situation. I don't think he's going to come back and put up the kind of numbers that we're looking for because they don't have a reason to rush him back. If you could salvage some kind of trade to move on from him, especially if you're in a position of weakness, if you're in a position of strength where you know that you're going to make the playoffs, you feel comfortable, then I would just hold him and ride it out. But if you're struggling to make the playoffs, it don't matter if you got him on your roster if you don't make the playoffs, right? So I would definitely consider making a deal for him, but I would not be trying to equip a team that's already stacked. I wouldn't do business with a stacked team. I would do business with a team that was fighting just like me. Great question, Karma. Next one is from Jay. He says, Miles Turner and Jamal Murray for Curry. Deadline is 12 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Ooh, Jay, this is exciting. Good gosh. Um, So for me, I wouldn't trade Curry unless I was getting a first rounder. So for me, I like the Curry side on this deal. I do think that on paper, Turner and Murray probably win the deal a little bit, but I'm in the business of like trying to grab the stars. You know, I would rather have 
uh, one legit star over two guys who are kind of like middle tier. So that would be my take. I would go Curry on that deal. And then the last one is from Bright Brightona. Should I trade Sabonis and Brunson for Luca and Jalen Duran? Mm, this is a good one. In most cases, I would say take Luca, right? But Sabonis is playing on like an elite level. I was checking his stats recently, and your man is like out here. He's like, I think he was top five or something like that. So for me, yeah, I I I, I want to say no. I want to say no, but like I. My heart tells me always take Luca. I think Jalen Duran is solid, but Brunson, like Jalen Duran, is not on Brunson's level, and Sabonis is right there with Luca right now, especially in a points format. So I think it depends on your league type. If you want to jump on a call on did it, let's do that, so I can really take a look at your league. But my instinct, especially in a points league, tells me no. Surprisingly, so that is very, very weird. But now that you are prepared to dominate in fantasy basketball, make sure you check out our episode about how to deal with toxic league mates. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at BelieveInFantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online.